Hello and welcome to the Lost Art Podcast. I am Paul and I am here with... I am Gar. The robot Gar. I am Gar. He's spinning around the chair now. I am Gar. Yeah. So on today's episode we will be discussing some of the more prominent beefs in music. Problems uh, that artists had with another artist. Them beefs, son. They used to be better before Twitter. Would you agree? Um... The biggest one of all time surely has to be Biggie Tupac. Like you Biggie Tupac's definitely the biggest rap beef, 100%, because people actually died. <laughs> like, it doesn't get <laughs> yeah. beefier. It doesn't get beefier than Moida. Yeah. Moida? Um, yeah, I think... Yeah, Biggie Tupac... Does he, the problem is now, because beefs are a thing, and they help sell records, it's now almost a marketing ploy. I guarantee you, yeah. Like especially in the hip-hop world, there's... There's uh, producers and A&R guys who are like taking on new people and they're like, listen, just uh, grab a hold of fucking, uh, get, get that mic there and just pick someone. Yeah. You know, go after exhibit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, whatever. Like, it happens a lot with Eminem. People are oh, trying yeah. to use Eminem. But they, they go after him. Like, that whole Machine Gun Kelly thing from last year, um, when Eminem didn't read, you know, Eminem kind of started it and then Machine Gun Kelly hit him with one and done nothing. Eminem never came back at him properly. Yeah. Not properly. Um, and then there was the Nick Cannon went after him. Yeah, I mean, he didn't say it. He literally just put his hand up and he went. If you, like if it. someone tries to make a few quid off you, which is what it really is. Yeah. Someone's going to go, I'm not even giving him the tweet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not well, even, that's, or the track, let alone the 100%. track. Eminem has the thing where like the minute I say your name, you get famous. Yeah, so why would you like? Why would you say? If yeah, you don't need to make that person famous. Especially, like Nick Cannon is pretty famous. I, I don't really understand... Now, I get where it came from, because I know Eminem had a line about Mariah Carey, who he's married to, or whatever. Um, that, and I think the line was, like, congratulations, Nick, you won, or something like that. Um, you beat me to her, or some shit like that. Yeah. Like, it wasn't supremely negative, but it was enough for Nick Cannon to, like, assemble a team of absolute jokers. <laughs> and uh, bang out a couple of garbage tracks, one after the other, and they were dirt. The songs were fucking crap. Hoping that like they would be streamed and bought oh. enough to make a few but they, quid. They got a load of fucking but, load of hits. But that's what I'm saying. Like, of course they did. They they weren't the songs themselves were just they weren't good. They weren't solid enough. Another, by any means. another big one was speaking of Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston was a big one oh. through the years. Hated each other. Yeah. Fucking hated each other. They would pretend to not know who the other person was in interviews. Yeah, to avoid that's the a big thing with the with the females in particular. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like a big thing, like uh, well, no, the, the interview would bring up, they bring up the other person to talk about it, and they'd be like, I don't, know, I don't know who that is, never heard him. Or someone goes, What do you think about Mariah Carey? And she goes, I don't, I don't think yeah. about Mariah Carey. Oh, it's a good comeback. The dirt. I don't think about the it. The fucking dirt of them. <laughs> so, oh. fuck it, we'll do our first one. What is your uh, first one? I tried to be, uh, I tried to think, uh, and I didn't really want to go down to too many. Like you could do on a tour one about rap beef. Mostly. Yeah. It's mostly rap. It yeah. is m- massively a rap thing. So they be- it became, this tracks became a thing. Oh, big time. Yeah. So what I've done was I picked pretty much what I consider to be the second biggest hip-hop beef of all time. This is the only one I picked. Um, actually, we should explain it to people as well. But what we're going to do is we're going to do uh, three beefs each. Yeah, because six of each would be, be too long. So... Uh, but we'll try and um, the playlist has both of the artists, and that makes up the twelve. That make, makes more sense. Well, um, my, I've, I had to be awkward. Of course, I had to be awkward. You had to be a bit off, of course. And um, so the, I, th- I picked what I think might be the second biggest hip hop beef of all time, and that's Jay Z versus Nas. Yeah, that was huge. It was the, went on. The content was good as yeah. well. That's how you know. It was yeah. A good beef. 
Um, the whole thing started in 1996, where Jay-Z had invited Nas to guest on a song on an album. And Nas agreed. But when the time came, he never showed up. Oh, He didn't call him. He didn't do anything. He just uh, just no-showed him. So what they ended up doing was, I think they took a sample from Illmatic, and they uh, they cut that. They took like an acapella bit from from Illmatic, and they cut that into the song instead. Because he'd already agreed yeah. to appear on the song, but he never bothered his whole showing up. So they just cut a lump of an old song out and fucked it into this Jay-Z song. That was, that, that was just a workaround. Like, end up like being like a sample more than anything else, would it? Yeah. Yeah, right. pretty much was a sample. Um, so this this kind of turned into Nas didn't like this at all. Um, he didn't he didn't fucking like it at all. So when Nas's second album, um, he uh, it was written. It's called it's the name of the album, which is okay. It's okay. Like if I had to, here's the thing: Nasro Illmatic, which is one of the greatest hip hop albums, top five hip hop albums. That's of all ridiculously time. good. Yeah. Every second of it is killer. It's just perfect. However. That's one perfect album. Yeah. The rest of them are, eh, they're yeah, right, you never they're quite okay. got that back again. Yeah. Jay-Z, however, has a shit ton of really good albums. Yeah. So I don't know if there's going to be a content battle here, a quality battle. I'm, I don't know. I might have to give it to Jay-Z just because he put out more that was good. Quality over. Well, they're both, they're both quality, you see. Both are amazing. So, and one has quantity. But, exactly. Um, yeah. But on that's the second album, it was written. He, he gets a couple of real vicious little digs in on Jay-Z. Now, they're kind of cryptic. So, so it always starts with the cryptic. Always. Subliminal digs. Always. That could be, could be easily gotten out of. Big time. Like, it got to the point where, um, around the time of that second album, he was writing lyrics about getting rid of his Lexus. Um, so I got rid of my Lexus with the TVs. And that was because MTV had recorded an interview with Jay-Z where he showed off um, a couple of cars he had, these Lexus uh, luxury fucking cars that had televisions built into them. And so, so Nas went out. distracted. Oh, yeah, exactly. So Nas went out, and he actually had a Lexus or two with televisions in it, and he scrapped them. He's like, I'm not doing that. And he moved on to another brand of car. He didn't, didn't want to be oh, right, having right. anything to do with what Jay-Z was talking about, because it might make him look like he's following Jay-Z a little bit. So he got rid of his Lexuses and fucking had a... His Lexi. His Lexi, yeah. So, again, Jay-Z then, when he heard this, he was like, I didn't think we really had a problem. Like, I just, I took a sample of you. Because you never showed up, but now you're taking little cryptic, little sly digs at me. So Jay Z start bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Jay Z start putting little sly digs in. Now, in terms of like realness, Jay Z is a real like like he funded his career off selling drugs. Yeah, like legitimate. No, you can't deny that. Like Nas, whatever, I might have done some ropey shit, but like his father's a famous jazz musician. He came from a decent family, you know. Um, uh, that's not to say you can't be a horrible bastard, but it's like, Queensbridge in Brooklyn. I don't know because that's where Nas is Queensbridge, Jay Z is Brooklyn. But I think maybe it's Queensbridge. Well, they're both they're, they're both New York, but I don't know how close we yeah. were kind of uh, on the map. I'm not totally sure. So Jay Z devoted um, an entire song to him um, off the album The Blueprint, which is a massive album. It's great, great album. So that's, that's the song not, I picked. Not, is that on Spotify now? Oh, it is, yeah. That was yeah. missing Spotify yeah, for, for ages. ages yeah. for Actually, ages. I found a CD copy of that that's worth a fortune at home. I'm cataloguing all my CDs at the that's moment. That's right, yeah. And uh, I'm about to find them. Like, CDs, you think, CDs, fuck them in the band and over the show. Some CDs I have are worth yeah. ten times more than the records. I still listen to CDs with it's the stereo. Time, yeah. stereo. If you have a stereo, that's if why you still listen yeah, to CDs. Good stereo at home, fucking, it all sounds good. So uh, on the album Blueprint, there's a song called Takeover. Yeah. And there's a couple of real hard digs at Nas in there. 
So what happened This is was, when it became undeniable. Oh yeah, 100%. This was, it's out in the open now. Yeah. Now, it starts getting real weird where it gets to the point where... Now, we have to, we have to say, this went on for the goods of a decade. Yeah. Like... This was an extraordinarily long... Two of my beefs were beef. a decade long. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking insane. It got to the point where Jay-Z basically just start <laughs> Jay-Z just started saying in, in songs... He'd done a mixtape and um, he kind of refined one of the tracks in the mixtape and put it on an album. And uh, <laughs> he, he alluded to having a three-year affair with Naz's missus on it. And it started getting... Real hairy. That's a bit like how the Biggie Tupac one started, yeah. started kicking off. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's always a fucking woman involved with a, with these old school nineties beefs. Well, that's how they that's how they get to them. Oh yeah, it is of course because yeah. that's that's it's seen as a. You don't thing. have as many sales as I do. Yeah, you don't have many car- Fuck your wife. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, me and your mom, Yeah. <laughs> um, so what happened was all the the radio stations in New York that were playing hip hop. They start taking, they, they turned it into a competition. Right. So they start asking people to vote on the songs. So they had like, uh, so I put Ether, um, which is off Stillmatic, which is a big dig, a big fucking dig um, uh, at Jay-Z. And the song, Jay-Z's song that was a big dig at Nas was called um, Super Ugly, but it's not on Spotify. Um, so I had to pick Takeover, which is kind of one of the crooks kind of uh, songs of this entire beef. So Super Ugly versus Ether. Where the two, <laughs> he went after his looks a lot. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Big to him. So these were the two kind of King Kong <laughs> songs in the of beef. All of it. You're ugly. You're ugly. Yeah, you're Mazahua. <laughs> but that's what it got. It got kind of juvenile. But the radio stations start like ring in, ask for a song, and vote. And it got to the point where Nas was winning by like three yeah. percent. It was almost neck and neck. Oh, I but see Nas a last third. Uh, right. I see a last third poll coming up. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. But what happened? This is where it starts getting real hairy. Is that Jay Z's ma rings into one of the radio stations and votes for no yeah. apologizes for her son's behavior. She's like, "Listen, this isn't isn't cool." Like little Jay, <laughs> however, shouldn't be shouldn't be HD is though. Shouldn't be fucking shouldn't be slagging uh, uh, men's uh, girlfriends and wives that they have kids with. And oh, he, you know, uh, he really needs to apologize. To, to the Nas. radio station was like, "We hit gold with Ooh, this." But that's exactly it. Like there's a radio station, they just kept going, kept going, kept going. Um, now they kind of, mm, they kind of reconciled in 2005, kind of, and they got together on stage, and the two of them took the microphones and they said, "Listen, the fucking beef is done. We're we're getting too old for this bullshit. You know, we're here to make money and entertain all you folks." And they, they well, the two of them were on stage. They Didn't done say each other. So they use a different yeah, word. Yeah, they use a different word. <laughs> And uh, so what they've done, what they've done in 2005 was they've done each other's songs. You know, so they've done whatever. Uh, I didn't know about that. The world they? is yours. Yeah, yeah. They don't, so like Nas and Jay-Z doing a Nas song. Nas and Jay-Z doing a Jay-Z song on cool. stage. I must go looking on, on YouTube to see if I can find that because it fucking sounds deadly. Yeah. Um, but, th- again, I, there was another thing actually when Nas, is, Nas put an album out. And then Jay Z put his album with Beyonce out the day before it. Nas announced what day his album was coming out. Oh. And then Jay Z announced that his and um, Beyonce's album was coming out the Another day before. Classic beef move. Yeah, but this was after the beef was meant to be 
kind of done. Squashed. Yeah. Thought the beef so was squashed. A lot, you squashed. Squashed. So a lot of people thought, like, oh, fucking Jay-Z is digging it back up. He's going to go with it again. But apparently it was just, it wasn't even their call. It was the label. It was just a, yeah. a crossover. But that to me, the fact that they spent a decade... Like that was a big shooting one shooting across each other's bells. MTV and everyone would be milking oh, that for all its worth. The full yeah. show was made out of it. Like they launched ships off the back of that. That beef, <laughs> you know what I mean? Really and truly. Beef like ships. I said, I think Nas has one perfect album, and Jay Z has loads of really, really good ones. Yeah. Really, really good ones. He, yeah, he has loads. He doesn't have an Illmatic, but he has. Well, he has a bunch of like uh, like the stuff on Blueprint and all uh, that was going up against Nas. That was all produced by Kanye West. Kanye West came up kind of under Jay Z as a producer, yeah, um, writing a lot of stuff from. And that's eventually it was after the car crash. They just said, "Listen, there's two weeks in the studio. Just go mm. and fucking make your own album, you stupid bastard." <laughs> <laughs> and off he went and made a fucking Jesus cracker. Walks. Yeah, <laughs> all laughing. Yeah, yeah, Jesus walks. Yeah, all of a sudden, beer number one. Exactly. Oh, fuck. But that's apparently what happened. Yeah. Um, but that was my first one. That was Jay Z. But Jay Z versus Nas. But for, in my notes, I keep writing jazz. Jazz versus Nas. <laughs> and it's taken. It, it's hurt me not to say jazz versus Nas. This entire uh, thing here. <laughs> so we've got. I picked Takeover by Jay Z off the Blueprint. That's great. Song. And Ether by Nas off Stillmatic which would be his second album because yeah. they read on Illmatic. I'm not as familiar with that album, but I know that song. It's that was a single. Was either was a single? Was yeah. It? Or yeah. I, I know from being the disc, the disc track anyway. Yeah. Um, so who is your first one? My one is Fleetwood Mac versus Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac versus Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. They were that hard That's for beefy. each other. That beefy that I consider them versus them to be one of the biggest beefs in music. <laughs> and it's all centers really around the 1997 album Rumors. Really? So, this is a, this is a bad start for them, right? So, obviously, I wonder if should do the Peter. Hang game. on, what year did Rumors come out with? 77. Okay, I thought it said 97. I was like, I'm having a stroke here. No, one, one of the remasters would have came out. Yeah, then, no, no the absolutely knew it was the late 70s, but I thought you yeah. said 1997. I was like, yeah. holy fuck, man. Also, 77 was uh, something I found out today. I was thinking about McDonald's for some reason, and I was... When was the first McDonald's in Ireland ever? 1997. Uh, our incarnation, should I say, of Fleetwood Mac started around 75, where Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham, who then were a band called Buckingham Nicks, they were on the verge of splitting up, but were asked by Mick Fleetwood to join Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac would Fleet Mad. Yeah, exactly. So while they joined, Christine McVie and John McVie were in the middle of, well, they were coming, to, coming towards a divorce, I think, and Mick Fleetwood was going through a divorce with his wife mm. because she had cheated with a member of Fleetwood Mac. Not any of them. Another guy called um, Bob Weston. Uh, so that is a great start to the scenario. Mm. So you got two couples that are about to split up and the drummer splitting up because of someone who was in his band. Fuck. Did you know that Mick Fleetwood and George Harrison were brother-in-law? Really? Mad. I did not know that. There's an old fact for you now. Every day is a school day. Uh, the reason that things were bad between the two McVees was Christine McVee had an affair with the band's sound engineer. Fuck. And she divorced 
John McVie in the middle of a tour, which must have been... Oh, <laughs> tough. Which must have been fucking rough. Uh, John McVie apparently used to get absolutely hammered and uh, run around hotel hallways screaming her name till he had to be like, go. Really? Go away. Yeah, it was gargle, gargle hound. Absolute gargle hound. So, after a day... Divorced, Christine McVie entered a relationship with Fleetwood Mac's lighting engineer. She's a whore. That, no, well, hang on. We don't know that. She might be, though. Because John McVie was banging every groupie ah, under well, the there you sun. Go. Yeah, that's fair play. See, yeah, no, yeah, no, we're yeah, on even ground yeah. there now. Mick Fleetwood is quoted for saying he basically had a harem in the gaff and it was all blacked out windows and it was just drugs and women for... Weeks. Grant, she can do what she wants. Absolutely. So, this is around the time that Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham were not quite breaking up yet because they were about to before they joined the band. Everything seems to be gone alright, but they were constantly arguing. Mm. And Christine McVie and Stevie Nicks became really, really close because they just basically were like, all these men are fucking scumbags. Yeah, of course. And they probably were. Of course, they were. This late 70s. Yeah. So, yeah, have at it. And at one stage, Mick Fleetwood had an affair, I think, with Stevie Nicks. On the road, big lad, Jesus big Christ. warm, tender arms, <laughs> make you feel comfortable. Well, you Not that I've ever thought about that. I always assumed that like, if you're in a band, if you had like a couple of women and a couple of men in the band. No matter if they're in relationships or not, it's, it's just going to get hairy. I don't know, man, because some people go into it like they're my brother and sister now, and I'm too close. You I can think be, you can be too close. Maybe, but I think, like, I don't know, maybe at the start... You got this kind of professional it's distance. porn, by the way. Huh? Sorry, you, you actually would have masked it by talking. I was like, that's me porn. Oh, yeah, porn, yeah, yeah, drink. Um, yeah, we're drinking well, different things tonight. You're right, though, in the same sense that, like, hotel rooms getting absolutely smashed out of it all the time. Well, I think what's going to happen is that eventually... A fluke like, falls into it. Yeah, exactly. But I think, no, I think eventually what will happen is you just kind of settle into this routine where, you know, uh, once they fart in front of you, you're like, all right, that's me brother and me sister. But like before that, you're going to have the fucking, the peacock dance for a little yeah. while, I think, you know? Yeah. So who knows? Between that kind of professional courtesy of, yeah. uh, okay, what time is the gig at? And what time is sound check? And we're up at 8 a.m. Because everyone getting into a band at the start is going to be, okay, chop, 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 chop. Let's do this correct. Then after a couple of months of being on the road, it's going to be, fuck, I'll go, for, I'll go on the piss. Who wants to go on the piss with me? You yeah. want to come on the piss? Oh, your husband wants us to go back because he's tired? Okay, will you come with me? And then all of a sudden... Maybe. You know Especially what I mean? if you're Fleetwood Mac, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... 70, they were, I think they had an album called Fleetwood Mac that before Rumours, I'm pretty sure they did. But let's talk about Rumours. So Rumours, I think they started recording it in 76. And they were basically all round except for the McVees who just didn't talk to each other. So you can't rail if you don't talk to each other. Mm. Um, John McVee and Lindsay Buckingham didn't get on at all. And uh, there was fist fights there and people throwing <laughs> vodka in each other's faces and all during the room. Now, they, were, they had what is now known as the famous Velvet Bag of Coke. Really? The whole band just had one big velvet bag of coke recording that behind the sound desk. The and cannonball. And they were finished there, basically. Back and Fuck. Um, that's fucking mad, yeah. A cannonball of coke. A velvet bag of uh, fucking cocaine. The lyrics were another issue as well. Really? Because they were writing lyrics for the other person to sing about Ooh. themselves uh. and the other person. And they were just straight up doing it. I don't know how. Apparently people kept asking, how did this go on? And apparently Mick Fleetwood was there holding it all together going, no, let's get this album done. But it was like one of the most traumatic experiences for like... It doesn't anyone. sound it. 
like when you listen to the album, the album is perfect. No, so like, so if you think about the room, or some like you say, you want your freedom. Well, who am I to keep you down? That was what I think. I think Lindsay Buckingham wrote that about, like you know, let her go. He had a few lyrics about her sleeping around, which she had to sing while disagreeing with it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then she would write a lyric. Or this might have been Lindsay Buckingham. One thing you should know: I ain't gonna miss you when you go. We have to sing that every every night, every all night, the time, yeah, on an entire tour across the world. Yeah, and that's. Uh, Rumours is the 10th highest selling album of all time. So top 10 of all time in number to I would have thought it'd be higher than top 10. I would have thought as well. Number would probably like 10. top 5 or I 6. I really would have, yeah. But now again, you got... Who uh, doesn't have a copy of that, like? Yeah, I thought it would have been. Abba Gold was probably still, should, shouldn't be considered an That's album. Camp. Exactly, but yeah. it always is. Thriller. I don't own Abba Gold. And I don't own Thriller. Well, I own a few album, Abba albums. I've got Abba Gold on... Uh, I, have, I have a couple of Super See, Trooper or something. The reason I don't buy Abba Gold is because I don't really like Abba's Greatest Hits. Yeah, we talked about this, yeah. Yeah, we did, yeah. yeah. So, that, there's been things that happened after. The lineup changes. Uh, there was a stage where Lindsay Buckingham and Stevie Nicks left, came back. And then a couple of, year, a couple of years ago, not even a year, about a year ago, Lindsay Buckingham was fired again before the tour. You know, they came here. And they got Neil Finn of Crowded House to join. In really? His, in his place. He's a fucking mercenary. Of course he is. He's mercenary. Yeah. No one's going to listen. Oh, people would still listen to Crowded House. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I like Crowded House. Fucking I think man. everybody does. Fucking Woodface, man. What an album. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, Woodface. Don't care. What a fucking Jesus. album. It's, 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 it's that one with uh, Private Universe on it and Pineapple Head. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so stop. good, man. So he stepped in and Lindsay Book and what, a lot of few interviews, he's suing them. Really? But then we have to remember another quick little mini story about Fleetwood Mac is Peter Green used to be the kind of band leader and main guy in Fleetwood Mac when rumours came out the back catalogue of Peter Green Fleetwood Mac stuff started to sell massively really because of the interest in it and he didn't want any of the money and his accountant kept sending him checks for like 30 grand until Peter Green went in to his accountant's office with a shotgun pointed at him and goes don't send me another fucking penny of this money Really? Mad. Doesn't want it. He was, uh, he wants to be a grave keep, graveyard digger. Grave Get digger. the fuck out of here. He now, wanted to be a fucking grave digger. Yeah, just do regular jobs. I think he was a mechanic at one, possibly a mechanic at one. No, that was, I'm thinking of someone else. Uh, yeah, so he didn't want any of that money. He said, keep that fucking money away. I mean, he's one of these people that genuinely thinks money is evil and stuff like that. Really? Now, uh, he I wish I had that gene. Soon after that, he was committed to a mental institution. Oh, yeah, well, I, I wish I didn't Someone have that gene then. So, yeah. <laughs> Did you know he's still alive? Really? Peter Green is still alive. I didn't know. I thought he was dead. I honestly thought Peter Green was dead. It he's still would alive. be wrong to ask you why. <laughs> doing doing uh, gigs up until like five years ago, I think, as far as I know. In the fucking voodoo lounge <laughs> of a Monday night. like <laughs> doing, doing fibbers in the mess. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what, though? Do you remember that? Can I tell you about my... And all I can think about is that car yeah. smashing that, that kid ad, when you were a kid. <laughs> fucking cars mincing children over. So look, that's a brief... Synopsis of the beef rumors era beef of Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood fucking Mac. Fleetwood. Would Fleetwood Mac would Fleetwood. Fleetwood. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those ads? I was only watching today and thinking about them. Uh, Ron Seals and Thompsons. Oh yeah. Thompsons would be gonna go. Boy Thompsons, if you don't like it, fuck you and your wife yeah. and your fucking ma. Yeah. You piece of shit. Fuck you. Wasn't it Ron Taylor that does exactly what it says in the tin? Yeah, but I always thought it was then until someone was showing me, I think it was Linda was showing me lately, one of those videos, and I was like, fuck, it was Thompson's that was the aggressive one. And and Ron Seal was just 
It does exactly. It's a bit yeah. aggressive, but not quite aggressive as Thompson's. No. Goes, yeah. Don't come crying to me when your gaff falls apart, you piece of shit. <laughs> Holy, relax. There's so, fucking so many brands that don't exist anymore. So yeah, Fleetwood, Fleetwood, Macwood, Fleetwood. Fleetwood. Who's your next beef? My next one is Courtney Love versus Dave Grohl. That's a long term. Oh, yeah. Fuck where, me. Where, where Dave Grohl pretends to not be into it at all, but he's oh. mad into it. Mm. Who's your ski in? And what else is he? What? What else is he? Dave Rowell, I'm not saying. I'm not saying, but he might be a bit ropey. Um, <laughs> we I think, almost had a podcast there where we yeah, didn't talk about it. Um, I, I still, to this day, think he's ropey. Um, <laughs> uh, what do we, how do you even start with this? So uh, I picked, I couldn't pick a Foo Fighters song because I fucking hate Foo Fighters. I hate them so much. <laughs> I hate them. So I picked a, I picked a Probot song. Which is shy as well. Uh, <laughs> but not as shy as... Not as shy as Foo Fighters. Uh, Shake Your Blood featuring Lemmy. Like, Shake Your Blood! It's garbage. It's, it's fucking... It's obviously written by, by Dave Grohl, who just done his best Motorhead impression because he was getting Lemmy on a song. And it's just... It's, it's like... It's, it's like what a Jack Daniels bottle sounds like. It actually this, is. Isn't it? It's just, and, and dog tags. And Pantera t-shirts. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's fucking... I remember when that came out and everyone was going mad for it. Everyone was, listened to it. I was like, I said, that is... Yeah. No, now, that flatters to deceive. Sit down in five years and no one's talking about that proper album now. Like, it was big, but it wasn't. Yeah, it but didn't it, was, it was a big super group. It's not you know, fucking uh, Temple of the Dog. It's, it's not, not like that. So. It's not good. But like, so Courtney and Dave Grohl, oh, uh, I picked whole teenage horror. Um, I like all most whole songs. Most whole because there's not many. Well, the reason I picked the reason I picked teenage horror is because Dave Grohl gave an interview once and he said, uh, "Oh, my favorite whole song is teenage horror because I know she definitely wrote it." Just to get a little dig into her. Um, not the fucking charming, nice, no beef guy you would think. Oh no! Although it's a good come, it's a good comeback. You've got come back out of ten. That's an eight. Now they 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 never really liked each other, but they kicked it into overdrive after Kurt died. Yes, right. This became a massive fucking bone of contention between the remainder of Nirvana and Courtney Love. There was murder over royalties and merchandise sales and all this kind of shit. Um, uh, she was always calling Dave Grohl because Dave Grohl was like the mouthpiece for like Chris Novoselic and fucking whoever else was doing the rounds. Um, Pat Smear, I don't think he really had a say in it really. Pat Smear. Pat Smear. <laughs> he never really had a say in it. But um, she was always get going off on Grohl. Pat Smear is not going to say a thing when that check is coming in. No. Yeah. I, no it wasn't she, I, I remember, she, you're right, she was always going off on him. Oh, forever. Because he was the only one with the mouth. Do you know what I mean? And, She's a mouthpiece, he's a mouthpiece. Some strings, I think, was involved mm-hmm. as well with the rights and stuff like that. So... Basically, what happened was she she ended up bringing Nirvana to court. So she's forever calling Dave Grohl a fucking stupid motherfucker and a, you know a, a faker and a you know just gonna uh, coast it along on court's fucking still, still not as bad as what you said about him, but yeah, yeah, you know, nowhere near as bad as what we'd say about him. Like if I was in Courtney Love's corner there, I would have won. Um, <laughs> so she brought um, she brought the remainder of Nirvana to court. Um, they had this weird agreement where she basically became the inheritor of Kurt Cobain's estate. So she became Kurt Cobain's voice in all matters to do with Nirvana. So that meant that every time there was like a box set coming out or a reissue, she had to be consulted and she got Kurt's ch- chunk of the royalties and percentages. She took things one step further by bringing all Nirvana to court 
and tried to prove that they were essentially session musicians and that Court done everything. And she tried to get the whole thing, like all of their uh, rights and royalties dissolved for all future Nirvana, Nirvana, I nearly said it like, like Nirvana, Nirvana. <laughs> like, do you for, like Nirvana, for all future Nirvana releases and re-releases and box sets and fucking live and all this type of shit, so torn into this whole big fucking thing, this whole, big this thing. whole big thing, um, she said that the other two were essentially hired guns, um, the lawsuit was settled, um, so I think it was around 2011, 2012, it was settled, now, I couldn't find much online about in which direction. You can never do, because they don't want people yeah, to know that. Yeah, they must seal those results. And a lot of them are do not speak about this at all. Oh, yeah, they absolutely do. have yeah. non-disclosures attached to it. Now, what I will say is that in 2014, Nirvana were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Courtney Love introduced the band on stage. And hugged that. them and kissed them and fucking all this kind of shit. Now, whether that was the beef kind of squashed or whether that was the squash the beef. Yeah, squash. You can't stop thinking about Eminem. I, I that. can't do it. Squash the beef. Squash the beef. <laughs> Look what I'm planning. <laughs> um, I, so. Come on, let's do it. No, we can't. No. We, can't. we can't do that. Um, if if anyone wonder what we're doing, it's that Chris, Chris D'Elia version of uh, Eminem. Check out Chris D'Elia's impression of Eminem it's, if you haven't seen it. Absolutely so good outrageous. even Eminem liked it he's done it twice in songs yeah, in his songs he's actually taken the YouTube lyrics and yeah. turned them into a song so, yeah, um, um, so 2014 it might be over do you know what helped helped and hindered it as well was I think Dave Grohl is Francis Bean's godfather yeah. or something like that and they've had a real close relationship yeah closer than you'd like <laughs> I don't think he's into girls <laughs> I'm not even lying every time he pulls a child up on stage to play guitar or drums with the few fours. It's a little boy. It's a little boy. He, uh, he's forever. Se- sexist. Every, it, it, well, yeah, he's a sexist pedo. Every single... <laughs> oh, my God. Every single video. You can't, you can't escape Facebook. Like, if you go on Facebook and you're just rooting around, every fucking week, Dave Grohl pulls young boy out of crowd and a little kid with mohawk and they give him a fucking guitar. Yeah. They give him like a fireboard or something like that and he plays. And oh my God, did you see when Dave Grohl broke his leg and yeah. he just went out and toured? Uh, let me introduce you to a little band called Def Leppard. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> lose an entire, lose an entire yeah. limb. Uh, listen, but that Courtney Love versus Dave Grohl, like I said, I picked a Probot song, which is uh, garbage, and I picked a Courtney Love or a Hole song, which is pretty much garbage, but whatever. Hole are fine. But there's definitely... Yeah, I like Hole. There's definitely... I don't. Is it going to sound sexist if I say "Loads of Hole" was definitely written by Kirk Cobain? No, because it's it, well, the, the, it apparently was, and I think as well the second album of Good Chunk of It was written by Billy Corgan. Yeah, because she was going out with him for a while yeah. as well. Now, but this, that this, happens. This, this, with, is rumor, this is rumor. Yeah. but I'm almost sure that uh, Billy Corgan said it was true that about his bit, not Kirk Cobain. Well, he's also a fucking skeevy cunt. Yes, he is. Um, but the same thing happened with the the Stillers. Um, Tim Armstrong from Rancid was going out with, uh, what's her name? Brody Dahl. Brody Dahl, um, for fucking years. And the Stillers kind of went from being like, oh, meh, punk bands, like kind of well known, to yeah. like Carl Fang and all coming out. And oh my God, like the songs are fucking amazing. It's, yeah, yeah. Like they were, they were fucking superb. And But there was like Tim Armstrong's fucking signature all over them. Like, like it was like, that's a Rancid song. It like, really sounds yeah, Rancid. It stank of it. So he wrote, uh, Tim Armstrong wrote an entire album for Pink. 
Yeah, Holy Core, big album. I'm coming up, so you better get this party started. No, I think that was Linda no party. sorry, no, that was before that. It was afterwards. Yeah. Where it's yeah. just Linda like a party peel and all this kind of shit. Yeah, the the fucking big one that yeah fucking catapulted her into the stratosphere. And um, Tim Armstrong wrote a shit ton of that. Yeah, um, for her, he just has one of those three card trick fucking gimmicky chorus brains, and he can just bang them out. You love that. Oh, big fan. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan Little dig at Cars Band For no reason there Grant. No reason I showed you riffs That I was playing earlier With they more good three chords They were good riffs actually yeah. They were metal riffs Gareth played metal riffs When I came oh, downstairs yeah. it's, it's got a sexy amp I do have a sexy it's amp Very before. sexy amp So the reason I'm playing guitar I should tell the people Tell is them that I Tell was, them I, I was the singer In a hardcore band For like Jesus 15 years Something like that It was about 15 14, 15 years Called 20 bulls each And uh we decided to knock it on the head about five or six years ago because everybody was busy. People were having kids. We we're getting old. and uh, Guitars are heavy. Guitars are real heavy. <laughs> and um, we decided in 2019 that because the band was called 20 Bulls Each, we should do a reunion gig in 2020. So we announced it's like the 25th of July um 2020 in the Thomas House where everything happens sponsored by 20 bulls each yeah so we're going to do it again the problem is I haven't touched really a guitar in like five or four five six years I don't know. he was sounding good when I came down and I have to relearn all these songs and the most horrific thing about it is I don't even play guitar in this band I only sing so I'm learning the songs to show other people so they can learn it good enough for me to get practice singing so this is the way it works. I've also in, got a gig coming up in two weeks, but I can't talk about it because you're not allowed. You're not in that secret member. You're not in that band, am we? No, no. That spooky band. You're not in that no. band. We can't build. Which no, 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 they are quite similar if you think about it. 100% Nicki Minaj took the ball that little Kim fucking like inflated. Let's say maybe, and maybe possibly dropped. Oh yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. She, little Kim, fucking hell. Like even when little Kim was, when little Kim was in her prime, prime, she was probably a little bit too old. What age would that be? Oh, she would have been. It's hard to recognise her now with the plastic surgery. Yeah, she's in shite now. I she don't looks, know. I think it looks. It's not as bad as some people. Ah, uh, no. She looks like one of them cat people. It's not like Donatella Versace, but it was. Oh, yeah, but she's not even human anymore. Yeah. She had fucking fingers replaced with chopsticks and everything. Like, she's fucked. <laughs> Full on fucked. Like, so. Lil Kim has had a lot of work done. But I think that, like, if you take that kind of mid to late 90s period, she was just a couple of years past being the sprightly youngster. That like someone like Nicki Minaj was when yeah. she blew up, but it didn't really matter then because Little Kim was like we've talked about before. We done Little Kim a couple of weeks ago. As we well. did, yeah. yeah. We all did it. Junior Mafia, yeah. <laughs> we all did it. <laughs> Scumbags. Um, she was kind of the biggest thing in female rap for a Fuck yeah! So let's talk about when it all started. It all started in two thousand and seven. Twenty thousand and seven. Yeah, when Nicki Minaj came out with promo pictures that were. A direct lift yeah. of Lil Kim's nineteen ninety six album cover and stuff like that. Now, that's not a great way to start if you are considering yourself the new kind of kid in the block. Just a little bit, something like this happened with Madonna and Lady Gaga, which was another beef. 
that we didn't really talk about. We, we don't, we're not really getting into that, but that yeah. was when Lady Gaga definitely Madonna took, is coming up, though. Is she coming up? She's coming up for me next. Oh, yeah, good. But she had a... Should it, it's not that one. It's not that one, so we can talk no, a bit about that. One. That song, Born This Way, is an absolute lift of Madonna's uh, Express Yourself. Mm. And that's where Madonna went, right, I don't mind someone being compared to me, but when they are directly lifting something... Like, imagine it's a bit irking because it's kind of piggybacking. Some people don't mind what people do getting compared to or being the new version of if no one directly piggybacking off their work. And mm. this is what happened here. Um, nothing was said over that. Loads of people said something. Little Kim never said anything. Mm. Then in... This was a couple of years later, I think. They both admitted that they'd met each other backstage at a Little Wayne concert, but the two stories were different. So people were pressing these. People love extracting beef out of these things so much. Because these good rap being on radio rap radio stations is a big thing in America. Rap entirely dedicated to rap radio stations mm. and they'll get people on and they'll try and just juice the beef out of them. So I think it was That's an art unto itself. It's like deflecting it deflecting the beef. You'll see people who are being called out by the hosts trying to like trying to get juice out of it and they're doing their fucking damnedest. Yeah. Not the fucking escalator. Yeah. Don't like, squeeze my beef. Oh my god. The juice will flow eventually. The gravy will out. So Nikki says that she asked little Kim if everything was cool. And that was her side of it. Is everything cool? Everything good? Now, little Kim said, nah, that's not how it happened. She walked up and went, We good? Like <coughs> in your face, we good? Really? Like that's not and that's not a really good way to ask, are we alright? I bet you she did with like a flick of the hair. Because remember, remember she hit Nicki Minaj had a thing with Miley Cyrus. Mm. Remember at the at the VMAs, I think it was, where she goes, Now let's talk about this little bitch over here talking shit about me in the press. What's good, Miley? Oh, now yeah. if she said what's good like that yeah. to little Kim, little Kim said, the way she said it to me made me want to scratch her throat and snatch her larynx out. Using Ooh. a larynx in it, in it. It's, it's real I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'd love to see it. Oh, like that? Like a, a trout grab? Or no. Like just that them two. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to yeah. see them at it. I, I reckon who- Nicki Minaj deals her arse implants to give her like the biggest hurricane rana of all time yeah. and drive her into the ground. Because Little Kim's got quite a booty as well. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But Little Kim has been so modified facially that I don't think she'd feel it. So you got like armoured arsehole versus armoured face. Well, she, she went, she talked about going for a trout grab, which is... As you oh, know, yeah, fuck your career. As you know, uh, fucking Roadhouse Mouth and McGruber. But mostly Dennis, Ooh, Dennis Quaid. Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse yeah. with the trout grab. Um, Can't be a good trout grab. So let's talk about the next incident. Both Nicki Minaj and Little Kim featured on a Boardman song together, not knowing that that was going to happen. Really? Yeah. So Boardman's a bit of a fucking weird. He's the guy that owns, I think, or ran Cash Money Records with Little Wayne. Mm. And he's the guy that went on. Um, Charlemagne the God's show going. Mm. Plus, remember, remember he was doing an interview with Charlemagne the God on that, that famous radio station I can't think he went on but he brought his entire crew into the room they were all like who are all these lads really and Boardman went put some respect on my name oh. and remember that remember that term the meme that was going around put some respect on my name he couldn't say the word respect because he's <laughs> yeah. mouth full of gold teeth and yeah. he's a bit of I don't know put some respect on my name put some respect on my name so Charlemagne the God to be fair to him will not be pulled up on his own fucking show oh no so we gave it back to him going, what the fuck are you talking about? And all he kept saying was, put some respect on my name and then left the studio with his hired His tugs, like. Yeah. So that's Boardman. That's a quick thing of Boardman. So Kim said, <coughs> I'm kill what happens. They didn't know they were going to be on the song together. Um, it's going to be good for us, she said. But she did take the opportunity to spit the lyric, never be another me. 
yeah, something looks about what you see. This is when it's still subliminal. This isn't really out yet, mm. so it's still quite subliminal. All the whole time, these are releasing tracks with subliminal digs at each other. Mm. This is like Nas and uh, Jay Z. Did you know? They haven't be- quite be- opened be- it up yet. Before you finish off there, with them not knowing that they were on that album, you know that that's how I fucking have my, my Wu-Tang autism is spinning back up again. <laughs> you know the album that sold for millions, Martin Shrekley, the pharma fucking... Oh, he bought the one-off he album. He bought the one-off album. You know that wasn't really a Wu-Tang album. They uh-huh. didn't know. There's a whole scam behind it. This is where it's fucking... It's absolutely insane. Should we wait for the Wu-Tang no, episode? No, we should. We, we will cover it a little bit. I'll give you a little... Because we've too much Wu-Tang. There is too much Wu-Tang. You can never have enough. Everybody, all the members of Wu-Tang didn't know they were making a Wu-Tang album. Oh, so, right. They hadn't told, a clue. This happens quite a bit in rap. goes, oh, yeah. we're going to put you... On, this, yeah. Literally, this bloke went around just saying, like, oh, do you want to guess on me track? And they were like, yeah, yeah. And he just took their verses. No way. And made one, yeah. Who made the music? For the Wu-Tang episode. Okay, right. Well, don't give me a bit of it and then not. Yeah, we'll just fucking wet, wet up that dick a little bit, like... <laughs> Just get that fucking dig drip. You just kind of dragged your nails across my lower back just to get, get the It's get the what a story. Down. What a fucking story. I can't wait. Right. So, that happened there anyway. Yeah, they didn't know they were together. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the next one. It keeps Ray, going. Ray, oh, this is uh, four out of 17. Fucking we're hell. We're going to move along quickly. Yeah, yeah. Because these are... Blitz. Yeah. Ray J takes a shot at Nicki Minaj at Little Kim's concert. So this is when other people that have them on stage go... I'm going to bring the beef out to real life. Is Ray J the one who banged Cl- uh, Kardashian? I thought that as well. I think I think this might be a different Ray J. All right. I think Ray J is a female rapper. I could okay. be completely wrong about this. All right. Because the picture I saw, I went, that is, that is uh, Kim Kardashian's first fella before. The, which is the one she's doing the porno with? Ray J. Yeah. But I'm trying to think. Right, I have to check this now because this is very important. Ray J, rapper. I don't know. I don't know whether it's a No, it is, right. So... It's the one that no, it fucking... Him. It is him. Because the, the picture I saw this, saw this was a different girl. Okay. It could have been Little Kim because she looks different in every photo. Yeah. Okay, right. So anyway, in the middle of the gig, Ray J gets up and starts talking about the trouble that they've been having. The two of them, like Little Kim and Ting. Mm. And he said, in quotes, this is where it has to kick because someone's been named now. He goes, I'm seeing a lot of Little Kim imposters around these days. I'm not saying no names, but you know who you are. Uh. And didn't say any names. And then little Kim popped up and said, but we love her. We just want to pay homage. If you don't like paying homage, then fuck you. Now, that's a dig at little Nicki Minaj saying, yeah. I'm paying homage to her photos in the initial. Of course, thing. for the lift. Yeah. So that's when Drake comes along and does it. Ray J, when Nicki's pe- on stage. Oh, that's two pedos in one podcast. He is a pure groomer pedo, is yeah. Drake. I don't give a fucking shit. Yeah. So this was 24 hours later. This okay. happened. Uh Nikki was on stage with Drake and Drake let the crowd know I don't give a fuck what little Kim or no one else is talking about you are the baddest chick to ever do this shit this is very young people talking about people are in the game 10 years yeah. shut up yeah. also Drake is garbage yeah the worst music is stupid the worst um, the worst that was a little dig that, now that's where two names has, have been mentioned no sorry Ray J didn't quite say it but he Drake fucking did but that seems to be where these beefs but what's interesting about a lot of these beefs, where they tend to win or lose, is by how many kind of uh, compadres do you Absolutely, take with you yeah. that are going to talk about it. And you it? have to remember around this time, Missy Elliott 
this is when Nicki Minaj realised that she was the biggest thing in female rap. Oh, she yeah. was. Yeah, boy, a country mile. She said it. Actually, boy, that, a left that, arch, you know what, come later. I'll explain that a little bit later, actually, because that bleeds into it. So, Little Kim finally talks openly about the beef on okay. a radio station. Um, on This Is 50, a radio station is 50. She said that, I'm sick of, sick of, there's been subliminal digs either way. So, she mm. admitted to take the subliminal digs. And she knows that it's come her way as well. Um This is kind of weird. Because the rap came out that Nikki did said, I'll kill that bitch with my old... No, sorry, Little Kim came out after this interview and said, I'd kill that bitch with my old shit. Okay. So that's when... That's when an actual threat has been made. Although, the other Little Kim threat about the fucking larynx thing... Yeah. Not really. So then Nicki Minaj comes out. Nicki Minaj comes back and calls Kim a sore loser. Now, at the time, <sighs> Little Kim was waning, like, for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to be fair, this w- you can't really enjoy someone else's rise and the kind of thrown Passover mm. if the other person is, A, taking photos just like you and name-checking you and having digs. What I would always presume is I'd let the other person, the older person, take a lot of pot shots and just go, no, oh, yeah, just, whatever. Whatever, yeah. So... Um, okay, Boomer. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. the new time. I fucking yeah. love that. I absolutely <laughs> love that. So this is when Nicki Minaj is coming out saying, don't play with me. I'm the new queen. Straight up. Ooh. So we'll go back to now the point about Missy Elliott. Put up a picture around this time of just the original Little Kim picture where she's down in her hunkers. The one that Nicki Minaj yeah. robbed and just wrote all-time queen or something like that. And that's when Nicki Minaj almost had a little beef with Missy Elliott for getting involved. So then we get to Little Kim dropping Black Friday during the week of Nicki Minaj's Pink Friday. Ooh. So you release an album called Pink Friday and you another person drops an album the same week called Black Friday. That's a direct. That's, oh, yeah. It's all out now. I remember, like, I, I had to check this entire beat. This means time, more. Because like. I actually enjoyed this while it was happening. Mm. I remember thinking, kind of going, I like Little Kim. Uh, I wasn't that really pushed on Nicki Minaj at the time, really, even though I do like me rap. Oh, I do like me rap. I, do, I like to bit of rap. I do lo- I now have to say now, I do I'm like a, it. Of a Sunday afternoon, yeah. I like a second kidney pie and a good hardcore gangster so rap album. Some of the uh, lyrics dropped in Black Friday were, this is hood shit, you and Drake ain't built for that. So she had a go at Drake as well, mm. for being the one to finally kick it off. Yeah. Also, have it all to go at Drake. Drake, is a, li- Drake is a little nerd from Canada. Just going to say that now. Yep. He's talking about all this shit, like, and the way he goes on, should be a little nerd. Mm. Um, she called Nikki a little Kim wannabe clone. It's all kicking off now. It's all absolutely kicking off now. It this begins. Is, can't put turn down on this. There's so much beef here, man. I'm going to try to get it. The timelines are difficult. The timeline on that fucking Jay-Z and Nas one as well is real hard to kind of pin down. It really fucking is. So I'm going to try and get through this as quick as, as better. Nikki... Goes off on Little Kim releasing a di- finally a full diss track called Tragedy, calling her uh, it must hurt, saying it must oh this is another big thing <laughs> it must hurt to see your album sell off PayPal because Nicki Minaj's uh, recent album that was your boy true digital only like, digital only yeah uh, so that's a real harsh old dig bringing PayPal into it especially when you're in the game ten to fifteen years you was hot when you and Shaq hooked up <laughs> look at you now. You're just tragic. Oh. You're a parody. Your last name and first name, Raggedy. Ooh. Oh, it's a good rap. Tragedy, Raggedy. Now let's see what little Kim had to say. She went on Power 105 and said, 
Someone asked her, will this, will this ever, will this ever become friends? And she said, it will never happen. Ooh. So that was 2010. We are three years into this beef. Now in 2013, it sounded like Nikki was ready to make amends. She named little Kim as one of her inspirations growing up. No fucking surprise there. That was the start, start of all this. And in spite of everything, she said, I don't have beef with anybody, lies. Mm-hmm. But just let me say, life is too short and nothing is ever that serious. Yeah, okay. So. You a liar. Then Beyonce comes into it. Beyonce comes yes. in. Beyonce. Leave fucking Beyonce out of this. She's nothing to do with this. It's a different spectrum of the world completely. Beyonce had a, a version of Flawless remix version with Nicki where she called herself the rap queen on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beyonce decided to not use that track. Uh, let's just avoid that. But it's still... In case little, little Kim shoots her. Exactly. Fuck yeah. No, like, Nicki Minaj, she's you real. Might, like, you might scratch me, she'll shoot me. I'll yeah. pull my larynx out. Yeah. Little Kim is still actually for house. real. Like for real. Little she might ro- real. I don't want to get Roadhouse. No, yeah, I don't want to get <laughs> Sam Worthington. I don't want to get McGrubert. No, Sam Worthington is the fucking avatar guy. Isn't it? No, but he's in... Sam Worthington is the What's older the fucking, guy. No, but he's he's uh, fucking his protege in it, or he's the the daddy. Sam Worthington. Sam. Wor- he's the guy who Patrick Swayze learns all his moves on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fucking Bigfoot dude, and he gets killed. Oh, don't even ruin fucking. Rose no, Sam Worthington is the guy from fucking Avatar. It's it is it's another wording. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Shit. Wardington. The, 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 the moustache the moustache cowboy guy. Yeah, he's brilliant. The guy who shot Hitler and Bigfoot. Oh god, yeah, yeah. that's not a great film, but no, it's, bits, it's, the first half of it, it is amazing. Imagine yeah. how good that's a great film. We'll get into yeah. that another yeah. time. So let's say So Oh, here's another, here's the little Kim really just took the fucking digs. She replaced Nikki's face on artwork. On the Beyonce thing and rewrote her rap of that and replaced it in it as a track and just oh, put it out. Oh, really? Yeah. Dort. She said, the queen is back. Time to get this rap bitch out of here. Spits and leaves. Ugh. Who leaves Kim with a strong message? I gave you the rope, bitch. Do you want to hang yourself? Uh, okay, okay, grand. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to go into that Remy Ma, but it's too much. It's too much. I'm going to go into the set number 17. Yeah. Here's where it ends. And it hasn't been out since. This is 2018. It's two years ago. Okay. Um, she pulled the Mariah Carey and claimed in an interview when they were talking about who do you prefer out of Cardi B and Nicki Minaj she goes I love Cardi B but I don't know who the other one you're talking about is so I think she's right it will never be fixed yeah it'll never be fixed it'll never be solved Uh, those were nice little digs they didn't really have any great tracks that tragedy track if I remember correctly is not that bad but I'm not listening to the subliminal digs throughout the whole catalog no, for the sake of this no, podcast. No. That's what they said. That is a huge beef in thing. Who do I prefer out of both? Ultimately, probably Nick, at this stage. Nick, yeah, Nikki. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. kind of took it. Oh, shit. There's oh, more shit. good stuff. There is more good yeah. stuff. Yeah. And and also, you've got modern production. You've got modern yeah, songwriting. So it's, it's not fair. It's not fair. No, it's, not fair. it's a different... Little Campbell was 100% more based in like traditional rap and hip-hop. And you have to give us a... She was the queen... 100%. ...of rap for a while. 100%. But, as Nicki Minaj has said a few times, that she came out at the exact right time when things were going stale for female yep. rap. Yep. And she is phenomenal. She's great. She kills people on their tracks badly. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's on the track Monster with uh, Kanye West and Jay-Z. And her bit is the bit that I feel launched her into the public fucking hemisphere of... Mm. of not just the stratosphere of everyone knows exactly how good she is now. Yeah, she is. Her own tracks amazing. Her own tracks are touching God for me. Yeah. She does pop, she does dance and stuff like that, whatever. So look, 
the winner of that one for me, Nikki, because she's still. I mean, the PayPal thing was a real big dig. You're selling your albums on PayPal. Mine are. I'm selling world tours. Yeah, they're on shelves. Yeah. Who's was uh, <laughs> on actual shelves? Mm. Who's your next? Beers? My last one. My last one. Your last one. Yeah. Uh, the two biggest queens to ever live. It's Elton John versus Madonna. <laughs> I don't know about this beef. This Am I, do I do? I do. I need this is a beautiful refresh one. my memory about this. This is a beautiful beef. one. So it's the second Madonna beef that we've heard. Yeah. So Elton John is just generally being Elton John. So in a fucking hell. So hang on, I'm gonna talk about the songs first of all. I picked uh, Madonna Sanctuary, which is fine. Is that from uh, the album that Frozen is on? I'll tell you right now. Um, it's probably going to play, watch. Um, the album she did with William Orbit, the dance one. No, uh, Bedtime Stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going through, I, I know loads of Madonna, but don't know her like, intimately, like half of the male popula- population. <laughs> on there. Um, she, she's just the original hero. You could say the same about Elton John, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Madonna is the original <laughs> he hero. He has definitely taken more dick than Madonna. But cash money. <laughs> Elton John's taking like back lane dick. Madonna only takes like svelte model dick. Um, I picked Sanctuary <laughs> by Madonna and I picked Midnight Creeper, uh, <laughs> which is a great song by Elton John. This is. After what we just said, you go, Midnight Creeper by Elton yeah, John. Yeah, yeah. He took back playing dick. Yeah, big time. Midnight Creeper. Um, listen to this song, actually. This is a very good song. This is Elton John doing his absolute best to try and ape Wilson Pickett. So it's got this kind of solely, there's a, there's a whole uh, horn section, a big brass section. Yeah, there was a horn section. I'm going to stop this now. I'm going to stop this now. Elton John likes a dick or nine. Horn. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole big brass section and it's got lovely kind of guitar solos. It's real driven. Elton John is unreal. He has a load of killers. You know what? I used to hate him until I just actually sat down and listened to certain songs that weren't like the certain songs that Elton John I can't do that 90s Elton yes, John yes that's, when I, that's when I was growing up that's when I heard Candle in the Wind I'm the same that's can't soured me forever but then like I started noticing his songs like Saturday yeah. Night and st- or whatever and uh, Yellow Brick Road now <sighs> fucking uh, Benny and the Jets so good absolutely outrageous so I've just got this yeah. regrettable I missed it. I missed that, yeah. <laughs> yeah and I, I yeah, wish I hadn't yeah. slagged Elton John's yeah. show you music so much when I realised he's actually fucking incredible. He, listen, we've said this before, he's written uh, at least one of the best songs ever made, Tiny Dancer. Like, yeah, your song is a banger as well. That Which one? Your, your song, song, yeah, I thought you were talking about the song I picked. The song oh. I picked is not a banger. It's very good, <laughs> right? Midnight Creeper is not a banger. But it's very interesting to hear Elton John doing his best Wilson Pickett. Right, right. Um, no, we have to pick some interesting bits. Yeah. So the playlist has to still be a playlist. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so in 2002, Elton John goes fucking bananas at Madonna. She releases the song Die Another Day for the James Bond movie. Oh, I remember that. It wasn't great. Same. No. It was not. It was actually a really disappointing yep. fucking, uh, yeah. So, uh that was me dropping my phone because I have so many pages on the next artist <laughs> that I have to, oh my oh my god that can't be right do you have a I hope you have a case do you have a case in your phone yeah it doesn't yeah. matter oh uh, my god I just realised that the next artist I have have four pages that's of that's okay that's fine sorry apologies apologies for that listen oh, I've, got, I've got this here and uh, we'll move on to you no 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 I'm just shocked at the beef of this. we won't get through we won't it's get through. so beefy it's like a, a herd <laughs> a herd of beef Tell me how this beef started. I don't know. You know what? I don't know about so this So 2002, beef. Elton John is uh, giving an interview and they're asking about, what, you know, what do you think? 2002. All right. Elton John. <laughs> yeah, there, there was a fucking James Bond movie in 2002 with Pierce Brosnan. Right. Like, what the fuck? I, thought, I think it could have been the last Pierce Brosnan. Another, the, shite. It's garbage. Yeah. It's really 
crap electronic stuff that yeah. she was doing, excuse me, doing yeah, the time. Yeah, no, I'm not into it. So Elton John says, this is a fucking shite song. This is absolutely terrible. He's right. Yeah, he's I, dead I'm right. 100% with him on that. So Madonna kind of comes back at him. And she's like, what the fuck would he know about anything at all? Oh, that's a stupid comment. Exactly, right? They're too big to be doing that. They shouldn't be. They should be best ofs. They should be full on doing each other's nails. Do you know what I mean? That's what should be. They should be sitting around in jammies we've made, doing each other's nails. We, we've made a couple of comments about Elton John, but we've bigged them up more than oh, we yeah, have. Yeah, big time. We love Elton John. Um, do you, yeah. <laughs> do you, oh, yeah. Uh, equality, you know. Um, so Elton John says... He starts slagging her for lip syncing. And he says, anybody who lip, lip, lip syncs at gigs, like paying punter gigs, like arena gigs, stadiums, venues, should be shot in public. I'm with him on that as well. Yeah. I understand, like, let's say Mariah Mari Carey's yeah. Madison Square Garden where things went arseways or certain places where you get one shot to record it. Okay, yeah. And as well as that, sometimes artists are run, although... We mentioned Pink before. She sings while she's hanging out. That, she's unreal. Oh, yeah. But I'm still waiting on that. Yeah, don't, don't lip sync to punter he's, gigs. Yeah, he's, absolutely. Exactly. He's got he's a thing school. where he, he said to himself, listen, you, your, uh, your fans are going to pay like $75, $80 I'm a ticket. I'm 100% with him on that. Sing the fucking song. Like, whether, whether you're able to or not, like, do it real. You know what I mean? But you know what it is, is Madonna was slightly maybe getting on. She's still running around like Gwen Stefani. Maybe running out of breath. Can't do the high notes while she's running. Yeah. Well, well she's your fucking set. To she's it. in the middle of a tour right now, where I think half of them have been cancelled. Um, and she'd done a gig, I think last week maybe, in oh, I don't know whether it was London or where the states. I'm not sure. Where she went over to him and lost her fucking marbles because they turned the PA off and her lost her fucking mind like Fuck. last week in the last seven days. But you so, still have to understand that the, the decision isn't made that Madonna will pay that ten grand a minute or whatever fucking yeah. goal, isn't it? It's, 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 it's ten. It's ten it's, grand. We're talking about our, where we live. Uh, Bruce Springsteen is famous for it. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen will always I don't go over care to about paying yeah. extra. And it's like ten grand a minute to get their money yeah. as well. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's like ten grand a minute or something like that for going over to <laughs> yeah. So. Um, she, Jesus Christ, my whole life is a flash of a form, he always. He signs it for lip sync and says, anybody who lip syncs for a regular paying gig should be shot on stage because it's just not cool. I love Elton John. Um, Elton John take, makes a move in 2005. So, you know what? I'm going to fucking rectify this a little bit. So, he invites Madonna to perform at his bachelor party. Did that with Eminem when him and Eminem had a fight? Yeah, him and Emma are bestos now. Yeah. Full bestos. Fair play to him. Oh, yeah. you know, fair, fair play to him. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like Elton fair John play. has outbursts. Like we all do. But I was sorry today. But he has a Snickers and oh, a yeah, Alexis. Exactly. <laughs> 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 yes. <coughs> oh, got it in. Sponsored by Not Snickers. Um, 2005, he invites Madonna and says, listen, let's bury the hatchet here. We're both uh, mega rich. We're like richer <laughs> than God. So him and his fella, David uh, Furnish, David Furnish, I think his name is, and, um, says, do you want to perform at our, our uh, stag deal? We're having like a joint stag do. That's incredible. For our wedding. I never thought about yeah. joint stag do. That is incredible. That's just a piss up. It's grand. That's incredible. Madonna says, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. Well, you, you've been slagging me for years. Like, I'm having none of this. Yeah. So Elton's like, you miserable fucking cunt. Goes on listen, record. So it's giving allowance. Listen, Madonna, you've been singing to the gays for years. What's one more night? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> 2012, right, dragging it on here. We're, again, we're Holy 10 years shit, deep. We're, t- we're 10 years deep here. Oh, it's giving, even longer giving, than this. You see, we might give you the, like, the most juicy beef, but we're giving you the longest beef. Yeah, the long beef. <laughs> the long pig. So, Madonna, <laughs> Madonna wins a Golden Globe in 2012 for Best Original Song. 
And what song was that for? I, who I don't know. Oh, fucking beautiful stranger. I don't. No, fuck, who cares? Yeah, who cares? Listen, it's fucking like 80s Madonna. I get the fuck out, really. Yes. And um, so Elton's fella, David, goes on this mad Facebook rant, like giving it. Imagine the, you. Fuck. Imagine you like were. Imagine let's like, say Twitter or Facebook. I'm signed up to Elton John's fella's opinions. Yeah, but it's, it's not a page. It was his oh, personal. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. So it was his, like... Well, there is people that would sign up for that. If you watch Love Island, you're going to sign up for it, that kind of shit. Probably. But he goes on an absolute mad one and fucking starts saying, oh, you know, it's, it's good to see which way uh, Hollywood's bread is buttered and all, you know, have to be, it has to be equal, you know, has, we have to have 50% female fucking wins or whatever, some bullshit like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty and then some morning show I think in the UK are talking to Elton John and he goes fucking off and he's like you know sorry her career is over her tour is a disaster and it couldn't happen to a bigger cunt <laughs> he goes on I love Elton yep. John he goes I on I love Madonna but mm. I love Elton John mm. yep. he goes on then to call her a, a, a fairground stripper a fairground stripper. That's <laughs> such a yeah. random insult. Yeah. <laughs> it couldn't happen to a bigger cunt. But he goes on a full one. There's no one showing up to her gigs. Her gigs are a fucking disaster. Everyone's going wrong for her. This fucking this is an absolute disaster. And it couldn't happen to a bigger cunt. So fucking Madonna now at this stage is kinda she's kinda she's throwing little barbs at him, but not Elton John barbs. Elton John Elton John's Haymakers. Yeah, he's swing a fucking yeah, burning street fighter uppercuts exactly, yeah. into <laughs> exactly. Yeah, tiger, high five, tiger, yoking. <laughs> he's swinging for the rafters, right? Is fucking Elton John, and Madonna's just trying to kind of. She's like, she's letting him have it every now and again, but <laughs> not as much as Elton is having it. She's taking them digs, <laughs> exactly. So apparently, this is, in 2016, so we're talking about a 14 year beef here. 2016, Elton John goes into restaurants with his fella, sits down. Right, he gave an interview saying this. He sits down and across the room he sees Madonna sitting there as well, and he says to himself, "Do you know what? It's fucking 2016. This has been going on for nearly a decade and a half. I've had enough of this bullshit." So he takes out a napkin and he writes an apology to Madonna, and he calls the waiter over. <laughs> this sounds like a scene from Always Sunny in yeah. Philadelphia. He doesn't do it himself. He calls the waiter over and he says, listen, will you deliver that to uh, table he five? shoelaces together. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> will you deliver this to table five or whatever it is? And sends it over to Madonna. Madonna reads it, waves at him, and he's like, that's it, it's done now. That's, so, that's the end of it. He considers it done because he gave a written apology in a restaurant, didn't even hand deliver it or say it, wrote it on a napkin. Oh, no, I'm with him on that. You know what? Because that's testing the waters. Mm-hmm. If you do a confrontation, she has to deal with the confrontation. He allowed her to deal with that in her own way. In her own way and have at it. But yeah, that was uh, Elton John versus Madonna. They fucking had at each other from 2002 to 2016. Shit. They fucking tore lumps out of each other in the press personally now uh, his fella David Furnish when he put that up on his Facebook like he deleted it a couple of hours later right still but it was screen shot of course it was actually the fella who invented copy and paste died today shit yeah for Apple cook copy paste he uh, the fella who designed it died today I used that once an hour yeah me too in my life me too 100% but that's my last one so the Elton John uh, Midnight Creeper versus Madonna Sanctuary which is not a great song. El- Midnight Creeper is a better song than Sanctuary. I don't care. Um, <laughs> and it's still not great. <laughs> but uh, who was your last one? Because you've got the juicy one there. I don't know if we can do all this. She has attacked the world. Um, 
I think I know who you're going to talk about. So while you're talking about it, I'm just going to look at videos of her. Azealia Banks versus the entire world. Earth. Yeah. To be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> I have an almost t- uh, discography of beefs from Azealia Banks. This is my, made me thinking, maybe I'm just going to skip through a few of them because I think she has, I won't say mental health issues. Everyone's got fucking mental she does. health issues. And I don't mean that in a she fucking does. over, like a, a, a dickhead and brother. Oh, you've got fucking problems. But she seems to thrive on um, getting reactions but in a siege mentality kind of way. <laughs> but a lot of people do their best work. We are beset si- upon all sides. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of people do their best work with siege mentality. Mm. There's people like Jose Mourinho, the football manager, who has gotten the press against him and turned it into a, and said to the players like everyone is against us let's show them the fucking you know, it's just it's a, it's a tactic it's a tactic for your troops as well siege mentality if you're backed into a corner that's when you do your best work unfortunately I don't really know what Azealia Banks' best work is bar the song 212 which is one of the that's the song I picked yeah. one of the, it's so good it's so good I, a, I like her I like her I don't know I, it's I'm hard like to you. not like her because it's hard to not like her because some of her insults are so outrageous. She's, is she Australian? No, she's American. Is she American, Zelia yeah. Banks? Let's start it, right? Let's start it real I'm going to try and run through these, right? Lana Del Rey is the first. Oh, you know what? I'm going to list them all out first. Lana Del Rey, Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, Pharrell, Izzy Exalia, Lil' Kim, Rihanna, Erica Badu, Lily Allen, Perez Hilton, Beyonce, Zayn Malik, that's the one I can't wait to get to, ASAP Rocky, Kendrick Lamar, and the entire country of Ireland. I'm not going to lie to you. I just looked up who Azealia Banks is, and it's a completely different person. You're thinking of Izzy Exelia. Yeah. That's who she had a beef with because it's similar names. I'm on her side. <sighs> I I'll don't know how to side. start with this. I tried to put this into, like, I tried to like get narrow this down. Right, let's start with Lana Del Rey, right? Lana Del Rey went after Kanye West when he came out with the America, Amer- Make America Great Again hat. Yeah. He's another fucking Azealia Banks. He'll just, wherever the, wherever Kanye, he yeah, is, yeah, I'll point myself wherever he is. He's lost in the soup yeah. of the universe. So uh, Landel Ray had a go about that, and someone tagged Azealia Banks in, knowing she's going to go off on a mad horse. Can't help herself. So she said, Landel Ray is not being consistent with her outrage. She'll say this about Kanye West, but she'll do a song with ASAP Rocky. Actually, ASAP Rocky put a savage album out a couple of years ago. Did he? It's absolutely Well, apparently he has issues with slapping a female fan. So she said... She thinks it's funny that she calls him on doing this when she's no problem with, with doing a song with someone mm. who beats up women. Mm. Uh, and we prove we're not into that on this podcast. Well, I'm not into it. It feels horrible. I imagine. I've never done it, <laughs> I'm glad you said that. I'd say. Can you imagine? No, can you imagine? I'd say. I feel like. Ugh. But listen, hitting anybody is not ah. pleasant. Nah. Well, if, you, if you fellas who've deserved it, no, they hit me first. No, violence. Is Can't imagine. I just grim. Not into it. Not into it. Oh, actually, not. That, that, someone go, that's sexism. Go, well, make up your fucking mind. Which is it? <laughs> uh, let's just move on to the Cardi B one. She called her a uh, poor man's Nicki Minaj. That's going back to the Euro mm-hmm. And accused her of having a ghostwriter. Now, that is true. Cardi B 100% has a 100% she does. Yeah, so that's a big mad. fucking thing. However, did, as good as fucking any of them people are, did they do that fucking twerk song with City Girls? No. No, listen, she doesn't hide away from the fact that she got a ghostwriter, but I get the fact that it puts 
it irks some people. Uh, Banks also told the Breakfast Club, that's the fucking website, that's the yeah. fucking website, that Cardi B is an illiterate, under-talented rat, untalented rat, <laughs> and called her, called her, oh, a caricature of a black woman. Oh, You want to hear some of the shit she says, that's why I have to get oh. all, get through all this. That made, me, ba- that made me how belly moved that fucking oh noise. Oh, oh. Yeah. It's a bit me moved there so that the song, never moved. The song I picked, which we, I'm so glad we both thought of it, We Are The World. What song about the world? It's not not to do with Michael Jackson or the, the people. No, it's just it's the, the, air, the, world, yeah. the entire, like, So, not only was she terror. happy with that, let's go straight for Nicki Minaj. In 2002, she was offered the opportunity to accompany Nicki Minaj on tour. This is when Azealia Banks, I think, was our biggest with that. I guess that can't get me. Mm. Talk about eating the pussy. Then it goes into this amazing middle eight, and it's, it's two on two is such mm. a fucking good song. But uh, she declined because she was finishing her debut album. Mm. Impressive. She should have done that. She should have went. Yes. Uh, Nicki Minaj later tweeted, "Man, these bitches are delirious." Oh shit! There's more to this one. Fucking hell! It's too big. Banks responded without saying her name. Use use good grammar when you're insulting others. Oh, oh Jesus! Ooh. That's funny because half of these are written really badly by Azealia Banks. Uh, I don't believe you and your rap game hierarchy. Sorry, um, Banks did apologize in 2017. Let's mark the apologies down because yep. it's an important thing. Start them up. One apology, right? One apology, Pharrell Williams. Really, uh, for real? Completely one-sided. Pharrell Williams wanted to absolutely nothing to do this because if you know Pharrell Williams, um, uh, according to her, he failed to promote a song they worked together, mm. worked on together. This happened a few times to Azealia Banks because what happened was she worked on a lot of songs when she was coming up. She gets grabbed into do songs, yeah, yeah. but then people look at her Twitter and go, "Oh fuck no, 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 no! Please God, no! Let's not promote. Avoid the the, the, the the label are like, don't put that song out. So <laughs> she goes. The reason ATM, the song, did poorly is because Pharrell changed his mind about wanting to be associated with me. Mm. And then he had his light skin come back. Ugh. Which presumably was Happy. Song Happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she had a few other things to say where she called him light skin and these light skin people and stuff like that. So she would directly went after his skin color, which is... That's grim. Uh, this not, that's the tip of the fucking iceberg there. Izzy Exalia, who they get mixed up all the time because yeah, they're two Azalias, one first. Yeah. Um, I like her. You do like her. I do. Uh, she came out, Azalea, Izzy Azalea came out and was talking about suicide. And there was all a bit of beef before that, but it really came to a head when she went, she encouraged her to kill herself. <laughs> Into the fucking river with you. Go on. They have since, I think she knew she overstepped the mark with that comment and they have become friends. And they Bollocks were, they have. Yeah, uh, I think they did a, a collaboration. But uh, Did they do like a box collaboration? Out, do you know what it was, right? Every time Izzy Azalea would come out with a song, someone would tag and goes, look at her, she's got the same name as you. So it's funny when she talked about like depression. Just do it, fuck it. Kill yourself. Oh my God. Lil' Kim. That's incredible. <laughs> she went after Lil' Kim as well? Yeah. There's so many. Yeah. There's so many. She didn't go after me. She would if you get... Maybe, I'm on the hang list. On, hang on, I'm you, on the do list. you live in Ireland? Yeah. Yeah, she went after you. I have, have you down here. Oh, oh, savage. The things she said about <laughs> this country. <laughs> right. Uh, she initially came out and said, absolutely no problem. Look, I'm absolutely love her. I adore her. Absolutely do. But she said, then, much like the Cardi B thing, everyone knows Little Kim doesn't really write her own raps. Ooh. 
uh, do you know why she said this? Because they were supposed to do a song together. Again, like that thing. And little Kim pulled out. Because she was reading. Someone goes, yeah, 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 I'll do a song with you. She's big, yeah. Oh, fuck, look at her. Look oh, at her. Look mental. at her. Look at her. Absolute lunatic timeline. I'm not going to. So she pulled out. That's when she turned her and said, everyone knows little Kim doesn't write her own raps. And uh, she took the... Uh, little Kim, to be fair to her, took the high road and did not release a statement. Considering all... She's in the middle of a beef still at this, at this stage with Nicki Minaj. Mm. And so was... So was... She, so was Azealia Banks. It's so confusing. <laughs> I'm going to skip that one. I'm going to skip the rest of that. Rihanna. Let's go to Rihanna. Rihanna? Yeah, of course. Oh, of course. She's going to go to the biggest hit. She's just band. going through everyone, basically. There was, yeah. there was Eminem and everything in here that I had to delete. So you, you, are, you are right in saying the world. She's fighting the entire world on her Twitter, <laughs> which I don't, which she is now banned from. Oh, she but lifted. We'll, we'll get on to that. Uh, I might leave the ba- the Twitter banning because what she said was I'm going to read it out I'm going to read it out no, it's not my word so I'm leaving yeah you can read it as long as it's not little, you uh, so Rihanna this is a really complicated one Rihanna is not an American citizen she is uh, from Barbados yeah yeah from Barbados so she had a problem with the whole Trump uh, getting rid of people who were not American or are born yeah. in America like that. So, so she basically Azealia Banks likes to call out hypocrisy in the slightest terms. Even if the original person says something that's hugely important, she goes, yeah, well, like, you're not even fucking from here. So yeah. what the fuck are you saying? Yeah, shrub you. So, Banks said <laughs> that the only reason that she did this was to get publicity and that she really needs to shut up. Because mm. you're not an American citizen, so you're coming out and just making... I could be paraphrasing this. This is really complicated to try and read. But all Rihanna did was posted one single smiley emoji and goes sorry a kissy face emoji the kissy yeah. the little heart thing goes this is the face you make when you're an immigrant what yeah because she is an immigrant yeah I know uh, then Banks came back sorry so Rihanna had a dig back at her said she uses uh, chicken sacrifices in her gigs no I don't know how true that is I couldn't find that shit get the fuck no. out of here no hang on that couldn't be right that must be what she said about Rihanna because Rihanna's from a country which yeah. would have uh, voodoo, voodoo, like. voodoo yeah. the, the hoodoo the hoodoo voodoo what you don't dare do people <laughs> hoodoo voodoo no, we do. references Banks' alleged sacrificing lives ticket no someone's fucking killing chickens we're gonna go on to Erica Badu do Erica Badu really? Why would you fuck with Erica Badu? Just leave her alone. No, the certain people just stop trying to pull heat off the biggest nut names. Yes. Right. So, in 2015, Erica Badu responded to a fan who wondered if she'd ever. Oh, sorry. This is actually Badu started this. I'm gonna give it to. Uh, gonna give it to Azealia Banks. It wasn't her fault. Someone goes, "Have you ever given Azealia Banks's music a try?" <laughs> and Erica Badu replied with one word. Hmm. Tried. Dorty. What a great response. Dorty. Uh, Banks responded suggesting that Badu is jealous and when artists grow old and they can't get recognition, their own morality and this comes into question and they start throwing shade at younger artists. They made We covered that already. That does happen. Yeah, it does happen. So there's their second apology. They both apologised to each other. She said that she wrote that because Erica Badu is one of her biggest idols and hearing her say that was her. So there's two apologies mm. from uh, Lily Allen. Didn't mm. see that one coming. This, this started in 2013. Banks called... This is really fucking harsh. Banks called Lily Allen's husband, Sam Cooper, ugly, randomly. Right. And then she went after her kids, saying Fuck. they were ugly as well. Fucking hell. Lily Allen responded, going, I've got two kids since your 
212 song dropped and I bet you I'll still have an album out before your first album comes oh. in. Oh. Bitch is scared out of her balls. <laughs> <laughs> Perez Hilton. Don't like the cunt anyway. Yeah. Horrible fucking. Basically yeah. scumbag. The, basically the American Pierce Morgan. Yeah, scumbag. He's a scumbag. This started through another beef with Angel Hayes, a singer, where their song didn't really come to fruition properly. But in that thing, she called, she used a load of homophobic slurs against mm. Paris Hilton. So that's the first time you see her being homophobic. Yeah. Beyonce, of course. Beyonce. Follow, following Beyonce's release of her visual album, Lemonade, in 2016. Lemonade's about piss, though, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, Lemonade's what they call piss, I think. You see, the problem with Lemonade is it was released as Tidal's first big album. You yeah. remember on Tidal, and I'm not signing up the Tidal, even though it also had Watch the Throne, Kanye West, yeah. and Jay Z's album, which is now on Spotify. Which mm. I'm surprised we haven't fucking used it yet. That Watch the Throne album is two lads putting their dicks out on the table yeah. and then rolling them out with rolling pins <laughs> till one of them dicks was bigger than the other dick. <laughs> it's brilliant because the two of them. This yeah. is when this is after their feud. Yeah, they so got together all, again. Yeah, they got together again. But yeah, Lemonade's definitely about piss. Anyway, go on. So she released this visual album in 2016, and Banks just came. Straight on Twitter. I have my thing to say about this. Um, she said, I don't like it. And more than that, if she wants to help us, I presume she means black women, she'll just shut up and let the new vanguard of black women come forward instead of poaching from us. So she presumes that... She, she presumes that she's just stealing from what's around her and putting it there because she's already the biggest artist. Mm. Now, that is not a really entirely unfair thing to say. To some artists, I don't know if it's true about that. Mm. So she then said she needs to stay under. <laughs> Her wording is impeccable. She needs to stay under Jay Z's Jay Z's hoof. Fuck. Sorry, no foot, no foot. I, I remembered that. No, I think it's foot. Where she belongs and stay out of the creative woman's way. Fucking hell. She's not an artist. She's a poacher. She takes food out of darker skinned women's mouths. She's mad for skin she's tone. She's mad for the tone. Mad for the town. Fucking hell. So she must love Wesley Snipes. Yeah. But hey, most of, I was going to say Will Smith's work. But no, Maybe. Listen, this is what she pulls out of the bag. Midnight only, please. Then here's the here's the real kicker for Beyonce. Now this, going off, this is what I think maybe was the downfall of her before the real downfall. You forgot that Beyonce is America's way of having a black woman without having to deal with a black woman. <laughs> Fuck. Um, you know, That's what, I'm going to knock a few of these off and go to Zayn Malik. Zayn Malik was the Zane one. Malik. Zayn Malik from One Direction. He is the. I think he's of either Middle Eastern or, yeah. or Indian descent. Yeah, he's that like super good looking. Yeah. We're the best looking out a lot. He didn't yeah, have I know the, the, fella, he didn't I know the, the best song, but he had uh, when they when they broke up. But he, I think he had that song. Uh, fucking pillow talk. Maybe yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm lost. Zayn Malik's all right, right? He's a fucking One Direction kid. Yeah. He's one of the ones that didn't get snapped up and molested by an older woman. It was very funny. <laughs> you read into that if you want. Well. So this is the one that got her banned from Twitter. Okay. Which, as far as I know, she still might be. I could be wrong. In 2016, she accused... So, so she accused Zayn Malik of stealing her music. So some of the song had quite a similar hook. Yeah. He came back full blast. Like, fucking... My shit is way too good for you. So it wasn't... No, it wasn't absolutely. Zealand Bank's still better. Yeah, uh, I see your region, but I don't care. So she launched into this absolute Twitter rant, which is her thing. She'll put up a post, then a bit angrier, then a bit angrier again. Mm. And our fans are loving it. Everyone's loving it. Of course it. they do. But that's, uh, at this stage, it's probably what she's known for. Yeah. So she wrote, "The USA is about to teach you who not to fuck with." 
The USA is about to teach you what yeah. the fuck with. We're all here. Yeah. When your entire extended family has been obliterated by the good old US of A. Oh, God. Oh, this gets worse. Oh, shit. It gets worse. You'll still be trying to act like a white boy pretending to be black. <sighs> Do you understand that you are a sand nerd? Oh, no. Who emulates white boys? Oh, no. A rendition of the black malehood. Oh, no. Do you know how lost your cult you are and how cultureless you are? Oh, shit. You a little bitch. Forever. Oh, my fucking God. Keep sucking this, see, keep sucking this young Rapunzel dick. You. Oh. This is the line that got her 100%. You hairy, curry-scented bitch. Oh, my fucking God. That's over the line. That's 100% bannable. Like, That's off, what got off the internet. Oh, hang on, did we she? We have enough of you. Did she get banned? Yeah. So she kept going on Instagram. And then she started talking about transsexual people saying he looks like he used to be a girl. Okay. And that uh, she gives him trans man vibes or something like that. <laughs> Fucking hell. She retracted that apology. So there we go. Number three apology. Uh, ASAP Rocky, I'm not going to bother. Kendrick Lamar, I'm not going to bother uh, realistically. But let's just move on to Ireland. Yeah, give me the home home game here. Her first major incident with Ireland was Aer Lingus, where she was having a problem with someone on the Aer Lingus flight that spilled over to someone coming over to her and go, please relax, yeah. chill out. You're on an f- absolute airplane. Yeah. Literally, when you go onto the airplane, it's true. doesn't matter who the fuck you are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gerard Depardieu. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. Mozart. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Shut the fuck up. You're we're on all, the, when we're all in the sky, yeah. you're a nobody. We are in the debt tube. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Shut up, you're yeah. a nobody. That you're literally the same skin and bones, no matter how much you talk yeah. about skin color and yeah. yeah. Just show if up. this goes down, we all turn yeah. into gravy. Like, yeah. So I think there was a problem with um, her flight from London to Dublin, where she tweeted, "Jesus, fucking ugly Irish women." Oh That's well. She before she, the plane took off, I think she just tweeted, "Fucking her ugly Irish women," and then she said, "Is she wrong though?" I've had enough of you, umpa lumpa spray tan looking bitches tonight. <sighs> The girls have scurvy hair. They're all scurvy vi- hair. Vi- vitamin deficient and need some calcium tablets. <laughs> then when, they, when it all kicked off on Twitter, someone replied to her going, you know what, I'm a big fan, but I'm out. This is too far. Like, I love my country. I love you. Yeah. And she retweeted, don't you have a famine to go die in? Oh, fuck, I remember that. I remember. I'm actually, I'm quite impressed that she knows there was a famine. To Do be you know, but this is the thing. She goes on to Wikipedia. Of course. Or else she has someone writing her, although no, she, said, she definitely does that. She has said racist, and by racist I mean African-American versus, uh, you know, I think uh, Zayn Malik is, I think he's from Middle Eastern descent. Yeah. We're not including white people. Like, you can argue whether what is and what is not racist against white people. Don't really care either myself. She's been homophobic. She's been uh, feminist. 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 <laughs> I'm going to find out where Zayn Malik is from, just so we can do this correctly. I spelled his name correctly. First Fuck time. Off. First time I couldn't out. even do that. First oh, maybe I can, because I, I do play his songs out. a lot, and I do play 212. You see, 212 mixes... British Pakistani. Pakistani, right. Yep. Oh, and his uh, his ma is of Irish descent, who so con- he, he converted got, to Islam upon her marriage. She him twice. Yeah, she torted him twice. Famine and blown up his country with so, the US of uh, Zayn Javad Malik was born the 12th of January 1993. I remember. I remember the 12th of January 1993. I you actually don't. remember it. What? I do. How? Because I just do. I can't remember last week. Dirty old. 
And, oh, shit. Uh, well, hang on. Whoa, whoa. You can't say it. What? So I'm sure something happened, but I definitely remember 1993. Oh, I thought you were, had a story. No, no. I was, what age was I? I was 12. I was 12. Um, so as far as... Rage Against the Machine had just come out, and I'd done my communion. <laughs> Minimum wage against the machine, am I right? Oh, but fucking there's mad stories about them poor bastards coming out now. Yeah, his father is uh, Pakistani, and his mother is partly English and partly Irish, so half Irish, half English. Oh, I'm on his side. Of course everyone's on his side. Just, uh, <laughs> I said some disgusting shit about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, but even aside from that, just he's Irish. I have to. I yeah. have to do it. Doesn't one, matter. Of me, one of your own. Listen, we've got like, this poxy little island own. in the middle of the Atlantic. Can you imagine like, if there was people like laughing about that from where you know those, like, let's be honest, racist Irish dickheads were giving him a load of shtick and he was, he was like, I'm half Irish. They'd be like, Oh, uh, killer! Are you? Are you? Yeah. Oh, no, man, you're showing me. Yeah. One of us. One of us. That's what happens. tribalism is the only boner I can get nowadays. Yep. The wife stopped talking to me. Yep. <laughs> the hand jobs dried up. <laughs> and so did the Balzac. The Dort Balzac. That was our beefs. Beefs, son. I mean, well, we got fucking. It wasn't fully hip hop either. I'm very impressed. No, we couldn't because it was too. It'd be too ah, you could do fucking yeah. again. I, I guarantee. We had one. We only had three beefs each, and we picked one hip hop each. So, and well, no, I would too because. Well, you Zilli got Lil Banks, Kim, Zilli Banks Zilli. is too, and she is. It is in the. She is hip hop artist, and she went after mostly hip hop. Hundred percent. So listen, as always, you can get us on Patreon.com forward slash Lost Art Podcast if you would like to support their podcast. It's five dollars. There's no options to kind of do it in a local currency. You have to use dollars, um, which is about four euro forty something. They like that. send us these weird notes. We don't know what to yeah, do. With. I don't know what to do. I don't be listening to them anyway. So uh, yeah, it's five dollars a month, and you get access to loads of exclusive podcasts and videos and general shy talk. Um, if you don't want to do that, perfectly fine. Uh, 99.999 to affinity percent of you do not do that you just listen for free you listen to our stuff that we do for free I have another idea for you I have another idea for the uh, Patreons which I'll, I'll tell to Gareth okay. that you might be interested in I think okay. um, yeah. but if you don't want to do that all you need to do and actually this week has been very very good people have been fucking great we have finally guilted, in, guilted them into sharing yeah. also that last episode was baller as well so I helped and people did share a lot I yeah. swear to god it makes a difference we see the numbers going up in yeah. our, if you share it We'll probably get a like mm. on our page, and that gets another person into it. I swear to God, it's not that big of a deal. It really isn't. Just share it out. I've seen some of the shit you share with your fucking super Don't. value hampers. Exactly. Will you stop and just share this podcast if you like it? If you don't, grant. If you just want to, if you hate us but like the podcast, again, grant, mm. whatever. And even, yeah, hating us is great. But that's fine. That's, I'm mad at it, fucking yeah. hating me. We'll be doing another uh, questions because that one went well. That we, was great. We took yeah. questions and we did a podcast. Um, By now, it will already be out when you're listening to this. It will already it will be out, yeah. Um, we're going to do another listener submission soon as well because Should there's a couple really that we should've. haven't caught up on in a while. Uh, listener submissions, chances are we should mm. will stay generic. I think will stay for your average Joe soap, but I think maybe Raiders of the Lost Art, Art might go to Patreon. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. We have a couple of ideas. It'll already be out by the time you're talking about this. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying like in the future. Oh, I guess you. This one's going to be first one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, first one's going to be Yeah, a taster. Yeah. Listen, it's simply, like, we're not, oh, Jesus Christ, we're not money hungry coins, but mm-hmm. it, this hosting and all this cost stuff. It's free, and it takes hours to put together. And uh, God, it will we hours. love it? It's nice. I've got a band I'm not supposed to be in. Yeah, that you're not songs, in. And I'm doing gigs, and, oh, I'll, but uh, you know what? I want to come in here and I want to love it, but I don't want to massively pay it. Listen, I don't, ha- I don't have a baby to pay for. Do you know what I mean? Give me money. 
That works against what you're No, but I want, I want money, like. If I had a baby, I'd have to give the baby money. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be into giving someone money for a podcast if they had a baby. Yeah, fucking get a real job, you prick. Be a plumber, <sighs> plumber or something. No, they have a job, but I'm just like, did, did my fiver go on some SMA, SMA fucking formula? And I, also, I don't care. Just get on the tit, like, it's free. Get on the tit. For fuck's sake. Anyway, uh, Lost Art. It's get, fa- get Patreon. Get on the tit. <laughs> get on the tit. Facebook.com forward slash Lost Art. You know the crack. And uh, We have a night coming up. Uh, we do. The 29th. 29th. Saturday, of 29th February. of February. Where me and Gary This will not, be out the week of it. We're, yeah, we're not going to... Yeah, which is why yeah. I brought up. We're not going to be talking much at the thing. We are going to be drinking. We'll be talking to you personally. Um, yeah, yeah, if you want. Uh, yeah. Like face to face, like. Yeah. Depends on what mood I'm in. I can be very recluse sometimes. You won't be. I won't go up and just you play a lot be. of weird songs. No, it'll be grand. It'll be fine. Be fine. Um, it's in the Thomas House on Thomas Street. It starts at 10 o'clock. It is free. We're going to play a load of outrageous bangers. I'm pay- pretty much going to play that ODB, I Can't Wait song, on repeat. <laughs> That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to have to figure out a way to cut the middle eight out of it because it's just that word. That it's just repeated too many times. The, which word? The, the word, like the word, the word. Well, he, you're not saying it. Yeah, I know, but still, like loads of people won't understand that I'm not saying it because I press play on it. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. People will blame you for they that. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Like that's not intro. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you again uh, next week. Thank you very much. <laughs>